Hi, this is Trevor Jackson. Welcome to Tomorrow is Mine. Soojin Kim is from Busan, a beautiful city in the southeastern part of South Korea. And she grew up following what she describes as a typical Korean template for life. You graduate from school, you go straight to university, you build a career, get married, have kids, the whole shebang. And while that template may not differ a lot from many people's idea of a life journey in modern civilized societies, Sujin says it was the competitiveness driving the achievement of those goals and people's expectations that began to trouble her. Just before she completed her business administration degree in South Korea, Sujin left it all behind to live in Canada for a year. It was an experience that would totally change her outlook on life. Now studying a Certificate three in Marine Craft Construction at TAFE, while plying her trade at the luxury yacht manufacturer Riviera on the Gold Coast, Sujin's situation is so far removed from the corporate life she was once destined for in South Korea that it would defy comprehension from many of her peers back home. But it's here, immersed in the beautiful natural environment on the Gold Coast, where Sujin has found true happiness. Sujin Kim, welcome to Tomorrow Is Mine. Or do you just want me to call you Kimmy? Because that's the name you get everyone to call <laughs> yourself, isn't it? Yeah, just call me Kimmy. Yeah. Why Kimmy? Is that just easier? Or was that a name that you had in South Korea? Or? No, like Sujin is my given name from my family. It's on my passport. You know, my surname is Kim, which is like 40% of Korean has the same surname. Yeah, that's it right. There's a lot of Kims in Korea. Kims. And Sujin, uh, in my generation, it was also a popular name, popular <sighs> given name. Right. So I was, when I first thought about having English name as my like rap name or like, you yeah, know, yeah. I thought uh, Sujin is too, too popular. And um, when I was in high school in my class, maybe I was uh, in uh, first grade in high school, I had four Sujins in my class, including me. Oh, and gee. one of them has same same surname. So there were two Sujin Kims. Yeah. yeah. So I was Sujin Kim A and then... Another uh, <laughs> girl is Sujin Kim B, and I wanted to have like not Sujin. <laughs> so did you decide then that you wanted to be Kimmy Kim? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. we had a Sujin Kim in our Mayor's Student Ambassador yeah, program last year. Yeah. It's like another See? one. So obviously Sujin Kim <laughs> yeah, is a really, really popular it's, name. It's a really good name. Like, it's a good name. It's a great popular. name. Yeah. yeah. It has really good meaning. Oh, what does it mean? Like very treacherous. Like means stand like st- treasure standing out. My, really? My, yeah. You stand right. out. Yeah. Oh, you do stand out. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. You've got a very extroverted personality. Yeah. Sometimes, well, sometimes I'm introvert. Yeah. Mostly I'm extrovert. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes we need that downtime yeah. just to keep to ourselves. But I get that. Sometimes, yeah, I don't feel like going to a party. I don't want to be yeah. on. Just from time to time. Switched yeah. on being that yeah. guy. Uh, sometimes but you just go. switched on. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've noticed that. I've yeah. noticed that. Do you find that people are drawn to you because of that? Because you've got that really outgoing personality? Um, what does that mean? Drawn, drawn to you, like they're attracted to you? They relate to you because they like that you're very I vivacious, so. you've got yeah. lots of energy. I'm also attracted by the people who are very outgoing. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. Okay, right. Yeah. So were you a kind of a rebellious kid or a uh, really adventurous kid? What kind uh, of a kid were you when you were growing up? I had both sides at times. <laughs> Part of me was very rebellious. Part of me was like, good kid has like good grade. So teachers didn't really expect me to like do, like leaving the school early, secretly like sneak out. But you used to do it. (laughs) (laughs) 
but still like kept a good grade in school. That's the best place to be because you're the least suspicious person. Oh, her <laughs> grades are really good. She couldn't possibly have done that. Yeah. No, she's an A grade student. Yeah, sometimes I just sneak. Who's a bit away. naughty on the side, yeah. <laughs> but not in a really bad way. But I just like. Dragging my friends to like sneak away together and go to a karaoke room and just sing for hours. And sometimes I came back to school after that. <laughs> yeah, but never bullied anyone. No, <laughs> no, no, like I, no. And that's the, no. You're far too nice a person to have bullied anyone. <laughs> Where does that rebellious nature come from? Is it because you don't like conformity? You don't uh, like being confined in a certain kind of way? It's uh, from my curiosity. Since I was little, I always, always had like curiosity about the world and everything. I had a lot of question to the world, and then rebellious uh, part of me maybe it came from it because I was like curious about like, how does that work. You're from Busan, which is a beautiful city. Yeah. Not that I've been, but my understanding, very <laughs> very beautiful place in South Korea, yeah. and in some ways maybe a bit like the Gold Coast. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Seaside and yeah, seaside. and a lot of tourism in yeah. that way. When I first came to um, Surfer's Paradise, my friend took me to Surfer's Paradise when I was living in uh, Warwick, which is Out in Western, Western Queensland. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Inland, not like beachside. And he's from Busan too. And then he just told me, that, oh, this is Surfer's Paradise. And then doesn't it look like Haeundae, which is really popular beach in Busan. Yeah, right. And he just told me that it just looked like Haeundae, right? <laughs> I was like, yeah, it kind of, yeah, it looks familiar. So there's some familiarity yeah. here. Yeah. I don't know about Warwick. <laughs> I'm curious as to what you're doing out there, but we'll get there in a minute. Yeah. What was life like for you growing up in Busan? Uh, in Busan, until I was in middle school, even until I was 14, Busan was popular tourist spot to Koreans, but there weren't uh, really like people from other countries there. So when I see, when I was just in the city, just walking to this, walking on the street, when I see like people looking like not Korean, I was really curious about them. So I just went up to them and talked to them. <laughs> just like that. That's not a very Korean kind of thing to do. No, I was. Is it really? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Most people I, have reserved and keep to themselves and wouldn't approach yeah, a complete so stranger some, like that. Some people got really um, interested me doing that. Yeah, like, I would. Like, who is this young Korean to, girl? Yeah. yeah. So people just stopped their walking and then just, like, they came around us and made a circle watching me. <laughs> right, yeah. And the tourists. You became well, yeah. the center of attention. That's yeah, the extrovert yeah. in you. But you were curious. You wanted to know about where they were from and... Is yeah, that right? Yeah. yeah. I just wanted to talk to them and I also wanted to practice my English. And yeah, I was just always had questions about people from somewhere else. Yeah. yeah. From your mid-teens, was that when South Korea really started to open up to the world and then a lot of people started yeah. visiting? Yeah. And I guess that was when the economy was really starting to take off. And yeah. So what was it like then? Was your life changing very radically then? Like suddenly all those Western influences and other people coming into the country and people seem to have more money suddenly or there's more interesting and exciting things to do. My personal life, it didn't affect much. It didn't affect it much. But I just, I was glad that I have more chances to like talk to the people from other countries, like having chance to speak in English, improve my English skills and getting some friends, foreign friends. You yeah. made some friendships out of yeah. that. 
Now, you studied business when you finished yeah. high school, yeah. which doesn't sound like the kind of vocation for a rebellious, extroverted <laughs> young woman that from major was Korea. one of the most popular in my generation. When you have good grade in high school, like when you are in a Korean high school, divide into the two parts, like math and science and then literature. So I was in the literature part, which I regret now because I was more, I'm like more math and science person. Right. But I, like, I, I made my choice that time. Oh, you got to choose which way you went. Yeah. Yeah. So and if you're kind of smart, like an A yeah. student like you are, you go, no, I'm going to go more arts literature rather than math science. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone had the choice. And then at that time, at that moment, uh, the art and literature, not art, but the literature is more popular. So people um, most uh, likely to choose literature than math and science at that time. I don't know what. Math and science, boring, maybe. But, but it's. Yeah, it's more um, practical now, yeah. but we didn't realize. Not then, yeah. Yeah, and then um, in that group, the business administration was the most popular like major that you could choose when you have the good grades. Right. When you ch choose the university. That was where the career prospects yeah, were, like that, business, the that business was world. When you have good grade, and uh, there's uh, there's a big exam for all the Korean high school students called Suning, which is like baccalaureate in... International uh, baccalaureate. So it's like a university diploma kind yeah, of level. Yeah. To, get, um, to get into the college or university, you just have to take the test. And when you have good grade and uh, point from that test, you can choose like the major that you want. And business was the, like it has high, it needed high grade. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm just, I'll just choose this. This is where I should yeah. be. You got high grades and it's like, this is where yeah. I want to be. Not the highest, but yeah. But yeah. very good grades. Yeah. Okay. And at that stage, what did you see yourself doing for a career? After the graduation from the uni, I imagined myself getting into the very big company like Samsung or Hyundai car, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Hyundai yeah, Motors. Yeah. Or yeah, the big Korean whatever. companies, yeah. yeah. And then um, getting a lot of salaries from that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, doing presentation to the buyers or something. Oh, yeah, so a corporate bigwig. You wanted, you, yeah, yeah, you're going to be a player in the corporate world. Yeah. That's what you saw yourself doing. That was my, my dream at that time. <laughs> at that time? Yeah, at that so, time. So what changed? When did that dream change for you? Um, and then I always had passion to study abroad or living abroad since I was little, which I didn't get a chance till I newly finished uni. I really wanted to do the um, exchange student in the uni, but after I get into uni, you remember that I told you that I had good grade till high school. And then right after I got into uni, because I, I moved to Seoul from Busan, which is right. like away from my family, it was just all my decisions. I could do anything that I wanted. Yeah. So I, um, <laughs> I became more rebellious. <laughs> <laughs> the wild was, child yeah, was, was unleashed. Just, yeah, okay. Living my right. life, and then my GPA was not good enough to do the exchange student. Were you partying a bit too much? Having yeah, a bit too yeah. much fun? Yeah. <laughs> Out of home, liberated yeah. young woman. Drinking, partying. In a country that's. Opportunities are opening up. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That whole thing, the timing of when that was happening in your life, yeah, Korea yeah. was just happening and still is now. 
So right before I graduated from uni, I, I was just thinking I really want to go abroad and experience the world. So I decided to go on a working holiday. Did you have your bachelor's degree by that stage or no? This is before just, you finished uni? Just or? before I left one semester left to graduate. And then you went? Yeah. yeah, and then I went to Canada. And then it was just, I was living my dream because I always seeing myself living in some country that I can like, speak English. And <laughs> I, I was really into um, American dramas, movies and uh, pop music. It wasn't America, but it was Yeah, why US, did you choose Canada then over America if you... Because there was not um, working holiday visa. Oh, okay, US. right. Yeah. You thought, well, I'm right next door, so it's got to be yeah, pretty similar to America. It's expensive to go to the US because I have to enroll a school and it costs a lot. But working holiday visa allows you to just work or study or travel. It's all up to you. So, Did you just work or what did you do when you went to Canada? I just worked there. What did yeah. you do? Because you didn't have a qualification yet. You hadn't, <laughs> yeah. hadn't got your degree. So I just had... Um, I also uh, I had a passion in fashion industries. <laughs> and really? I, I got a job at, this um, is the artistic side of you, <laughs> see? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got a job, part-time job as a sales assistant in uh, Forever 21, which was very popular at that time. Yeah, is that like a women's um, yeah, clothing chain? Yeah, like H&M. For, oh, yeah, yeah, right, okay. So I was working as a sales assistant there, and then I was so passionate because I was only... 22, 23, mm. and I wanted to do more things, not just staying in one position. So in three months, I asked uh, my manager, I want more opportunities. Can I like do something more? Can I learn something more? And I want to do like visual mer- merchandising things. So really luckily, I got promoted to a visual merchandiser in that store. Basically because you asked for it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and also I was... Also, the major liked me because I he knew that I'm a hard worker and also like I was in uh, having a good style. Were yeah, you wearing so the clothes that you sold? Half that was it? and half. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But the fact that you had the initiative, you took the initiative to approach the manager and say, yeah. "I want something more." That would have impressed them, yeah. surely. He gave me a test to because uh, there was another girl, a Canadian girl, who wants that who wanted that position. So he gave us the test like only one can get this position. And we both were good. She's my best friend. Like, she's my best Canadian Well, she was friend. up until you got the position yeah, anyway. You know, I mean, she was doing modeling too. Was she Canadian? She's Canadian. She was doing modeling too. And then really lucky for me, she had a fashion show in Toronto, which was far from that city that we lived. And then I got the opportunities. <laughs> right. Yeah. There you go. So what city were you in? I was in Calgary. So how did this change you? Because you were there for like something like a year or something. Yeah. Just in Calgary the whole time, or did you travel around? Just in Calgary the whole time, but I just traveled short, like for like short trip. I had my sister came over to Calgary, and then we went to Vancouver and Seattle. Oh, so you did get to America? (laughs) Snuck over the border, yeah. Yeah. Just gonna see what it's like. (laughs) Yeah. Then I I knew that I have to come back to Korea to finish my degree, and I still thought that. Now I only have like bright future. I can graduate and get a nice job and then I'll just do my career. But it wasn't like that when I came back to Korea because the job market was going lower and lower. Oh, really? Less opportunities? Less opportunities. Was it a downturn in the economy? Yeah, I think so. And um, the company required more and more qualification from the candidates. More people competing for the fewer jobs, yeah. 
even the age mattered too, since I had two and a half years off during my college time, I was already like two years older than the other candidates. And um, at that time, I was losing my confidence to having a like, good job in this bad job market. So I couldn't really pass the job interview like many times. So you went back and finished your degree. I did. But you were going for job interviews, but you weren't succeeding. I had a really hard time keeping my confidence that time. No one really told me that your qualification is like worse than others, but just me. I started to compare myself to others. I was like, oh, they got better GPA. They got this qualification and they are younger than me. And then I was losing my confidence so bad. And I just, I don't think I applied that many companies even. And then I saw my colleagues, I mean, my peers in the uni yes. getting really good jobs there. I was like, oh, what do I do? Like, <laughs> I already failed. What do I do? <laughs> and then I changed my mind that if the good companies thinks I'm too old to get too to old. Start my Are you career. like what, 23 or something? No, I, I was already um, 25. Oh, 25. <laughs> okay, so you're 25. And you're too old at 25. Jeez. Okay. Yeah. When I look back, I know that I was so silly, like thinking that way. But when you're. In but when age, your confidence is low, all sorts of negative thoughts enter yeah. into your head, right? Yeah. So I went through. Um, I think I had depression that time. Yeah, because it was just. I couldn't, I couldn't even write my resume. I was just writing and I, oh, I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. What do I do? Oh, <laughs> yeah. And then later I thought, how about teaching English? Because they don't think I'm too old to teach English. Because being too young for being a teacher would be not good. So my age will be all right. So I got a job as an English teacher for adults. Then my career started. <laughs> okay, so you get a degree in business and you end up working as an English teacher. Yeah. Did you enjoy that? Mostly, yeah. Sometimes it's just um, dealing with people, not just about teaching. Because they're all others. They have their own thoughts. Sometimes you see like not really pleasant people yes. in my class, but you still have to control it like professionals. Yeah. But... Mostly they were really like good people to just talk with, like having class with. So yeah, I enjoyed it. So three years of teaching English and now you're, what, 28? <laughs> and then what were you thinking? At, at some no, point you're thinking, was... is this going to be my career or what do I do now? You know, I'm, I'm approaching 30 now. Like, what, <laughs> what do I do? I was in um, I was in a relationship, very serious relationship. I never thought of getting married in my life because... I don't know, I just, but I, I was in like relationship that really firm and I thought maybe I can just give him a chance. Maybe like if he's him, maybe I can just marry him. And then I, I was thinking and then it, the relationship ended up really miserably. So, and at that time I was living in his city, which is like three hours from Busan. And then it en ended up really, really bad. So I just had to leave i wanted to leave all the jobs and um with the city just leave everything behind yeah during the whole time after i came back to korea i always wanted to do 
working holiday more. I want to do more working holiday because it has age limitation. You can only do working holiday when you're under 30 for yes. Korean people. And after the breakup, I was thinking, maybe this is the time that I should go. Like I should <laughs> experience more before it's too late. So I just applied for the visa to New Zealand because I knew that Australian working holiday uh, is up to two years and New Zealand allows one year. So I was just planning to, oh, let's go to New Zealand first and then I'll go to Australia so I can spend three years. You yeah. really had no intention of going home in a hurry, <laughs> did you? And that's what yeah. you did? That's what I did. So what did you do for a year in New Zealand? Did you work or you uh, just traveled around? Or? I worked and traveled. That's the beginning of my life in um, physical work. <laughs> At first, I arrived in Auckland, in New Zealand, and I was thinking, oh, I want to do the visual merchandising again because it was I had really good memories. I want to do it again. So I applied for the visual merchandiser position in H&M. And I got a job interview opportunity, but I failed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. And I realized oh, I'm really bad at job interview. Oh, no. And I applied for the same position, same situation. I didn't pass it. And I was having a hard time. And um, at that time, I had a flatmate, which is in um, same age with me from Korea. And... Um, she was planning to go to the Holland to start her bachelor's degree. But before that, her dream was picking blueberries <laughs> in the blueberry farm in New Zealand. Really? That That's was her dream, reason. picking blueberries. Yeah, yeah. Like, not dream, but maybe it's one of her bucket list. So she just was just telling me that, hey, Kimmy, you don't have to go through a job interview when you want to pick blueberries. Just come with me. Like, Let's just have some fun and eat some good blueberries. <laughs> so I followed her. And then we went to the blueberry farm, and in nine days we gave up because it <laughs> it's it's hard work. It was very hard. Oh yeah. But we found um, another job in Apple Pack House. <laughs> right. It was much better than blueberry. But we had really good time there because not just because of the job, but the people that we worked with was really fun. Apples yeah. were more fun than blueberries. Who would <laughs> have thought? people are more, <laughs> more interesting. <laughs> so, yeah, I had really great time working there. I, I had a chance to uh, meet many people, making good friends with them. And then I came to Australia. And here you are. And here I am. How did you end up in Warwick? Was that part of your working holiday? Yeah. Were you travelling around Australia and different no, locations? First I arrived in Brisbane. And I knew that I had to do the farm work, 88 days of farm work, either like uh, meat process work. Oh, that's hard work. Yeah. You, did you do meat processing? Yes. Really? <laughs> Is that what you were doing out at Warwick? Yeah. Oh, like in an abattoir or uh, where they slaughter sheep, uh, cattle? No. It was the beef factory and I was in a boning room. In the boning room. Yeah, oh, and I was no. a packer. Yeah, That's was, hard work. It was the hardest job I ever had. It was even harder than the apple, like picking apples or picking blueberries. Yeah, 88 I, days you had to I do I did. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I hope that not 88 days in a row. I hope you got some time off <laughs> in between. Okay, and then you thought, right, now I can live and work in Australia for two years. Yeah. So I came back to Brisbane and COVID hit. Clearly, this life journey is not by design. It's purely by accident, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? Really, circumstance, at least. Yeah. I was having a really hard time, like everybody else, because no one expected that COVID will hit the world. 
So lockdown. I was planning to do something retail job, like after mm. this meat factory job. Yeah. So that I can just have more fun and more interacting with the people. But in lockdown, you can't get <laughs> hospitality or people are losing job. their jobs. Yeah, people yeah. are losing their jobs. And then I was thinking, oh, but I don't want to go back to Korea right now. There was kind of that window when COVID first hit. If you wanted to go home, you could have gone. Yeah. You chose to stay. Yeah, was that no. really tough? Was there any moment where you great. thought, oh, I should just go. It's too hard. I'll just go. No, I was thinking, I can't go back now because I just finished this hard job to my stay here. My 88 yeah. days in the boning yeah. room of a meat factory and like, no, <laughs> I'm staying. It's my time and labor. I can't <laughs> just give up. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Of course. I was thinking, I can't just go back now. I didn't even started to have fun in Australia. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I um, decided to stay here and um, to get a job in uh, essential work area. I was thinking, oh, maybe I have to get a factory job again because <laughs> it's essential. So to get a job in that industry, I decided to get the forklift license. <laughs> you got a forklift license? <laughs> yeah. Can you drive a forklift? I can. Wow. Because I have license, but yeah. I never get a chance. <laughs> oh, you never got a job as a forklift driver? No, oh. but I got a job in a bread factory, which is very essential. Oh, Everyone yeah, bread factory, bread. very essential. Yeah, that's true. But you didn't get to drive their forklift. No. <laughs> I've always wanted to drive a forklift. They look like so much fun. Yeah, maybe later. Whizzing around on those things and they yeah. just spin around on the spot. <laughs> They're so cool. Yeah. I kept making bread till I found this school. <laughs> I mean, TAFE. Oh, okay. Yeah, until I start this course. This is what I'm trying to get my head around. You did a business degree. <laughs> you worked in retail. Yeah. You did other jobs because you had to, working in New Zealand and Australia, picking yeah. fruit, working in a meat factory, sure. But then you decide you want to learn how to build boats. Yes. Where did that come Why did you choose that? <laughs> you could have chosen so many different things. Yeah, Why no. did you do that? Staying in factory my visa was going to expire right still under covid pandemic <laughs> yeah no extension on your working holiday visa right yeah and i was thinking i can't go back <laughs> to yet and i started to having fun camping and surfing and snorkeling here which i didn't like i wasn't interested in korea i wouldn't be still because i just Small land, too many people, high populated country. But here, you discovered here. camping and surfing. And yeah, in Korea. I live in Busan, but when you go to the beach in summer, there are too many people. It's just so crowded. But yeah. here, it's just peaceful. I Lots got of room. Yeah, yeah. And I just, I fell in love with Gold Coast. I moved down to Gold Coast and I was looking for a way to stay here longer. So I talked to the immigration counselors, and then there were some options, like you said cookery or nursing and boat building was not on the list and then they just accidentally they mentioned it like oh there is boat building too and then i was just attracted what do you say that boat building it sounds interesting and they're like oh yeah well you can do boat building but we don't really have students who already like did it so we don't know much about that but if you want to choose that you can choose that course the boat building itself, the name just attracted me. I want to know more about this course. So I asked around my f 
friend that do you know anyone who did this and I was referred to one guy who did boat building so I met him and then I asked a lot of questions and I contact tape and I did campus tour before I start I remember the teacher who showed me the tape campus around said that if you have passion in your heart about boats we'll do the best we can do for you to be a su successful boat builder and to stay here did you feel that passion or you were just curious at first i was curious i was like oh this is so cool i'm <laughs> always attracted to cool things i'm like oh i'm in <laughs> oh good on you had you done much with your hands before though did you have those kinds of those manual labor skill i know you picked fruit and that yeah, sort of thing from but like, new zealand yeah. yeah boat building is a craft you know it's yeah. a, did you feel that you had that kind of skill or that inclination that you could do this not really so have you surprised yourself since doing yeah. that course and what you've been able to do mm -hmm. but i always i'm an adventurous person i love challenges and adventures so when i get curiosity in something i just like oh i just jump in that's Has it lived up to your expectations? Have you enjoyed it? Yeah. <laughs> At first, it was really hard because I had really no experience using hand tools or power tools. That some... would have been fun in the workshops. Yeah. <laughs> there are some students in my class that already experienced this stuff, and I just felt that, oh, I'm far behind them. How do I do this? How are you so going to catch yeah, up? Yeah. I'm really different. I'm like, maybe I'm not good enough to to like go on this course but i just told myself oh never give up you already started it you have to finish this and you've improved now your skills are good yeah <laughs> and yeah. you feel as though you get to really exercise your creativity in that as a boat builder yeah and it's enjoyable obviously you're not shy of physical work you've had to do plenty of that yeah leading up to this but it's such an extraordinary thing to do but you're not the only korean woman <laughs> Yeah, studying this, there are three of you at TAFE's Coomera Marine Campus studying yeah. boat building. Yeah. But you didn't know each other before you came into no. the course. So I what happened that. on the first day you walk in and you go, you're oh. Korean, you're <laughs> Korean. Like, you know, like, what are you yeah. doing here? Because <laughs> like, I heard that there was, before I started that course, I was also worried about being an um, only female student there. Like I knew that I have less strength than male students to leave things or like less muscle than others. So I tried to find if there's any female already did this course. And there was one Korean girl that I had chance to meet. So I talked to her and then she's kind of really fit and like not muscular, but she got some muscles yeah, to yeah. work. She told me that, oh, don't worry too much because heavy lifting guys will help you. And if I can do it, you can do it too. And I got- Oh, that uh, gave you confidence. Yeah, I got uh, some confidence from her. That's was, fortuitous, I was still, yeah. yeah. I was still worried on the first day. Of course you would be, yeah. <laughs> okay, and then... Brave New World. Yeah. But then these two other Korean girls there. Yeah. Actually, in my class, there are four Korean girls. Four? So there's four Korean girls. Are there other females as well? Brazilian girl. Yeah, right. But she's out because she found another way to get the visa quicker. Yeah, and I was really surprised. Like, really? Like... <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it. <laughs> what are you guys doing here? Yeah, in some ways I felt relieved because I, I can just like, we'll be strength for each other. Yes, that's right. So if you form like a bit of a crew, like yeah. the, the, you guys stick together and yeah. You, yeah, that's really cool. How do your classmates see you? Like, do they see you as a novelty? And your teachers, do they see you as a novelty? These Korean girls, these four Korean girls yes. who are just taking the plunge and becoming <laughs> boat builders. Somehow, yeah, we are the biggest group in our class 
because there are 11 people or 12. And, f- and four of you sticking yeah. together, yeah. yeah. Could you build a boat from scratch now, if I asked you? Mm, we are building a boat from scratch now. In Not by myself. As a group exercise. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. We're working on a rear boat. The thing about TAFE and the Kuma Marine Campus is that you're right next door to, well, you're on that marina, which is one of the biggest boat building areas in the Southern Hemisphere. It's massive. And you're working for Riviera, which is yeah. that amazing luxury yacht builder. Yeah. So you get to do that while you're doing your course. You're working on like these multi-million dollar boats. Yeah. That's nuts. I see those finished boats yeah. there. It's like, oh, that's amazing. They are amazing. Yeah. They are incredible. And you think, I worked on that. <laughs> yeah. Like I made the part of the boat that makes super expensive boats. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. So what kind of things are you doing? Is it like cabinet making in the interior or is it like uh, working on the shell work. of the boat or like what kind of stuff? I have moved around in that company a bit. So I, when I first started working with them, I was making the windscreen part, lamination, hand lamination, lamination infusion, which is another way to do the lamination, but not hand rolling. It's like vacuum, like we shoot the resin and then vacuum out the excess resin in the air. All right. It's a, it's a new technology. Right. <laughs> not very brand new, but it's new technology. Using a vacuum to make the windshield. Yeah. No, oh, not the windshield, it's flybridge. In some some other parts, which have to be lighter than the other parts. Right. So now I'm making hope. I don't know if you know the hope. <laughs> what hope is? It's like no. swim platform, and then the little part attached to the swim platform is called hope. H O B. Right. Yeah, I'm working on that. And recently, I'm learning how to detail that part. Right. So I'm doing detailing. So you're learning different facets of how yeah. you build these luxury yeah. yachts. Is that still piquing your curiosity? You think, wow, this is really interesting. Yeah, because there are so many processes to build a boat. I still know that little bit of like big whole process. So I still have curiosity. The thing that gets me about Riviera is that you walk onto that site and it's like, I feel like I'm on a Hollywood studio set because yeah. of these massive buildings. Yeah. And people driving around on electric golf carts and whatever just to get yeah, around the it. Buggies, yeah. And then you go, wow. And it's really glamorous, but they're not making movies. They're just making these boats for millionaires and billionaires. Yeah. Like, you know, these amazing boats. And I guess that must be really exciting in itself. It's really amazing. Mm. Place to thousands be working. of people are working. How many? Yeah. Nearly 1,000, like 900. 900 something, nearly 1,000 yeah. people. Yeah, right. It's really built like making a movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And also it costs like making a movie. <laughs> yeah. It costs a, a lot. Yeah, that kind of money, that kind of budget, yeah. yeah. What have you enjoyed most about the experience then? Is it the creative aspect or the fact that you're doing something that you never thought you'd be able to do? When I look back, my past, in like living in Korea or Canada, I just still can't believe I'm doing this. <laughs> I'm working with here you are. Buffer, and then... All the kinds of sews, band sew, That's drills. That's so yeah. yeah. And I just feel powerful now. like. So you don't feel I'm like... A, I'm a tradie woman. <laughs> you're a tradie woman. But, you know, so there's no issues about lack of physical strength that you can't do this. You realize you I, can do this. There are issues. Because <laughs> I still can't lift heavy things. But I'm trying to focus on what I can do. Other, like... Doing yeah. what I can't do. You don't so. have to be lifting heavy things yeah, to be a successful boat builder. Yeah. There are many facets that you can work on. Sometimes there's 
there's time that I struggle working with the boats, but just try to look on the bright side. (laughs) You told me some time ago that when you came back from Canada to South Korea, that your whole mindset had changed. It wasn't just that you couldn't get a job anymore. You were going for jobs and not getting them. But there was a change in your mindset that almost like that you you didn't feel like you needed to be competitive anymore. Can you explain Mm. that? What changed from that experience? I think most Koreans will agree with my opinion. This is my personal opinion, but I think everyone will say, oh, I agree with you (laughs) about the time frame of life that people set. High school students normally just go on to college right after they graduate from high school. We don't have like gap year or we don't likely get break after high school before the uni so when you are 19 there's time frame that you have to go into college or uni and after the graduation it's a time frame that you have a nice job and then after that like a few years later you have to marry like (laughs) (laughs) this is the template that most people follow and then uh like a few years later you have to have a baby but once you um, get out of the track, <laughs> once you get out of that time frame, you just feel like, oh, maybe I'm failed. <laughs> I failed to follow all the others are doing. So and um, that's not failing. That's just you being independent. That's you. Yeah. But exploring your your natural inclination to to be curious yeah. and to want to see the wider world. When you grow grow up in that culture, you will feel like oh i feel like i'm like i'm far behind i'm an outsider now i'm not part of this anymore because you just get pressure even um just get pressure about your um the people in the same age with you having like reaching for their goals or achieving something and just feel like oh i have to do that too but but i like and then you realize you don't have to do that yeah. There are other ways to live your life. Yeah, when I was working in Canada, because the Forever 21 store was really big and there was a lot of employees, and I got a chance to talk to them, which are like 20 years old, who didn't go to uni right after high school. And then they look so happy. And then they don't say that, oh, I have to like, go to uni. or they, was, they were like, oh, I can do Whatever I can, I want to do, whenever I want to. And that had never occurred to you because you'd grown up in a culture where the expectation was, this is the way you do it. Yeah. And I remember one time that I uh, was having a conversation with one of my coworkers that she was 21 and she graduated high school like two years ago, but she's just working full time here. And then I was telling her that, oh, in Korea, you know, after... High school, you just have to go to uni. You gotta find a major, or if you fail to go to the uni, you have to just study to get into uni, like a, a extra e- a year or two. And then she was like, "Oh, I'm not gonna do that. Like maybe I can go to uni in the future, but I'm not planning to. And maybe if I want to later, I can just study more. Like three years later, it doesn't matter hmm. to me. And it really changed my mind. Like, yeah, it doesn't really matter if." You don't think it's matter. Yes, that's it's, right. It matters. And yeah, I think it's really opened my perspective, <laughs> like wider perspective. Tell me something. 
How does your family feel about your wayward life, your non-conformative Korean life? Luckily, my family is not. My parents are not typical Korean parents that like giving a lot of pressure on their children. And they knew that I, I was already like rebellious sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> they knew, they knew that I'm the kid that who does whatever <laughs> she wants to. So yeah, I knew I know that they were very worried. Like they were concerned that I'm not following the route that everyone else is taking. But they also I also know that they have believed in me. Like they knew that I'll be successful in my way. And they supported that's, that. Yeah, that's my what my mother always told me. Even when I was in depression, like not not having a good job in the job market, she just always told me that, oh, I have belief in you. Like I know that you're gonna be, like you're gonna have happy life. I know that you're the like you're kind of girl that who has a um, own way to live her happy, successful life. That's a wonderful thing to yeah. say. Yeah. And would have helped your confidence knowing that yeah. your, your parents support you like that. Yeah. What do they think about you now as a boat builder <laughs> <laughs> on the Gold Coast in Australia? Um, when I send them me having good time in the in the ocean, like having my good time in the weekend, they're like, oh, you're having good life, that's good. And when I tell them sometimes, that, oh, I just injured myself a little bit, and they're really worried. But I still have their support. I think they're happy because I, they know that I'm happy here. Do you miss anything from home? I do. Like I miss my family, my friends. So yeah, it's been um, three years and three months by now that I moved to Australia. But I saw my mom like two years ago, right before the COVID COVID hit. Luckily, uh, we met yeah. in New Zealand. We had a little short trip. And now since the border is like fully open and we don't need to wear masks anymore, they are expecting me to come home this holiday. Oh, for Christmas? Want. Yeah, for Christmas. Where do you see yourself going? What's the future for you? The Korean mindset is not your way. You're <laughs> far too independent, far too willing to challenge the status quo, to do your own thing. So... What is your thing, Kimmy? Where where are you going in your life? What do you want to do? <laughs> I still don't have specific answer. <laughs> I remember when I was in the uni, I remember that I found this book in the uni library. Uh, the title was A Guy Who Had to Change His Job 30 Times in His Life. I didn't know that would be my story. <laughs> that was quite an interesting story because he, uh, he was pursuing his happiness in his life. And uh, I think it's really great that you just keep trying to find your own way to find your happiness. So for now, I'm just focusing on what I have to do because I have to finish this course and then I have to work in the football industry for a while. On the Gold Coast, do you think you might yeah, stay here yeah, for a while? Yeah. yeah. You like it here? I like it here. I love it here. What and do you love uh, so much about the Gold Coast? Um, the nature. <laughs> yeah. The natural environment around the city. Yeah. I just love the activities in the ocean or camping. It just really gives me, yeah, it really gives me happiness. The best definition of success I've heard is living a life that allows you to pursue what you love. The theory is if you can do that, then you'll never have to work a day in your life. 
I wouldn't say that Kimmy has achieved that just yet, but I do believe she's well on her way. She's certainly very happy here, spending her life living and working on the Gold Coast with its abundant and beautiful natural environment. And the only reason she's been able to do it was because she had a curiosity about the world and the opportunities that might come her way if she was willing to abandon the expectations of those around her. If you'd like to explore more of the wonderful student stories in this series, you'll find them at www.studygoldcoast.org.au slash podcast. My name is Trevor Jackson, and I'll catch you next time for Tomorrow is Mine.